0: Part Four, Chapter Thirty-Two of Martin Schuler by Romer Wilson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatria in Bangor, Maine. Part Four, Schwarzwald, Chapter Thirty-Two. Martin Schuler gradually recovered from his illness and began to go about again. His health continued to be bad. He suffered from his old pains in the stomach and from a weakness of the heart brought on by so much leaning forward over a writing-table he always wrote with the edge of the writing-table pressed against his breast below his heart he looked old and sallow and slow his figure had lost its beautiful grace he seemed less tall and thicker his vitality seemed to have gone altogether through the summer he wrote scarcely anything at all and never said a word about his opera he finished and elaborated a little army of songs and boudoir pieces from ideas that had fallen off the peahens and wrote in imitation of the successive masters a musical review which he called bachrafeliensttcke Stuke had a great vogue it was certainly brilliantly clever his little army sold well and was edited in various albums which were given to the young to get to parnassus upon sophie frequently went to berlin and he seemed uneasy when she was away although he never said that he missed her it probably never occurred to him that he had not everything he wanted wolf read to him every evening he read the ice maiden of hans Andersen seven times and the cossacks twice martin liked the cossacks he shared the forest feeling and the charm of the large beautiful heroine in the pink shirt with the hero he thought the pink shirt must be pleated in a thousand pleats with a pale green edge frequently he was moody and ill-humoured but wolf was blind to everything in his master but his divinity the large divinity of martin filled the whole forest just as wolf's small divinity had once filled a small circle around his head wolf's adoration for him was beyond the reach of thought when he sailed upon the lake alone in his skiff wolf stood on the shore like a dog watching him the whole of the time He would see him lean over and look down into the water for his ice maiden, and he knew he was seeking inspiration. The water was clear upon the surface and dark and green below. Frequently Wolf feared he would fall over the edge of the boat and drown. Sometimes Martin went by himself into the woods as in the old times. He was quiet by himself and melancholy. He hardly thought at all and wandered among the trees with the quiet resignation of a monk. They showered their silver light upon him as he walked below in the dark and beautiful green shadows he used most frequently to go to those parts of the forest where the trees were very old and tall where their sumptuous boughs hid the sky in a heaven of green clouds here the romances of the world seemed to have come together the ghosts of all the fairies and lovers that had ever lived adam's form of red clay stole softly with an ivory eve about the tall pillars of the trees venus herself marble and everlasting surrounded by a thousand cupids like the dream of titian held herself upon a rock under the canopy of pines all the pans shepherds fauns and nymphs of men's innumerable thoughts passed riotously by after a dionysius fairies and heroes princes and princesses and every happy and more romantic form of imaginary being could be seen there riding down the glades martin stood upon a knoll and watched them he was looking for his prince and his romantic notions in the past but they all lay in his own manuscript awaiting the last act of creation unborn and in the future day followed day and all the time he waited in a negative and hopeless state there was neither happy nor unhappy for some unforeseen event to come down upon him like golden rain and fill him with a blind raging energy end of part four chapter thirty two recording by expatriate in bangor maine